Friends, this morning I want to share very briefly with you from Peter's first letter to the church. Apostle Peter's first letter to the church. And we read from chapter 5 this morning. 1 Peter chapter 5. One of those little letters of the New Testament. Peter writes to the church as an elder and shares word wisdom and advice, a word from God. 1 Peter chapter 5. And if you have a Bible and would like to turn with me, read it this morning. 1 Peter chapter 5. Let us then listen to the word. 1 Peter chapter 5. And now a word to you who are elders in the churches. I too am an elder and a witness to the sufferings of Christ. And I too will share in his glory when he is revealed to the whole world. As a fellow elder, I appeal to you, care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over God's flock willingly, not grudgingly, not for what you will get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. And when the great shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of never-ending glory <coughs> In the same way, you who are younger, must accept the authority of the elders. And all of you, press yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And so, God's people, humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, God will lift you up in honor. God, give all your worries and cares to God. For God cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering that you are. In his kindness, God called him to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. And so after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, he will support and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. All power be to him forever. Amen. This is the word of God. Near the turn of the century, early in the 1900s, a famous psychologist by the name of William James wrote a book called The Varieties of Religious Experience. It has become somewhat of a, of a base text in the human ministry. William James famously said, Psychology isn't science. Psychology is common sense. Psychology isn't science. It's common sense. I think, what a great quote. You will also be familiar with the name of Abraham Maslow. For the model that he developed in the hierarchy of human needs, business studies, and you know, 
other kind of self-development programs. We learn about these things, Abram, Maslow, the hierarchy of human needs. Perhaps another name that you will recognize is Viktor Frankl. Viktor Frankl was a Holocaust survivor. And his theory and therapy grew out of his experiences in Nazi death camps. He was interned in four different camps by the Nazis during World War II. And he saw, he observed, that people who had hopes of being reunited with their loved ones, or people who had projects that they felt needed to be completed, or people who had great faith tended to have better chances of survival than those who had lost all hope in the circumstances of their lives. And so Viktor Frankl pioneered an approach to psychotherapy. He was a neurologist and a psychiatrist. He pioneered an approach to psychotherapy that focuses on the human search for meaning in our lives. I don't want to focus much on clinical therapeutic interventions today. Because I think that in the church there is something much more fundamental, much more something of common sense in the healing ministry of the church. So when we speak about the healing ministry of the church, that is exactly what we mean. We mean that we appropriate the healing touch, the healing ministry of God and His Son Jesus. This year as a congregation, we celebrate 40 years. I'm sure you've heard that before. We celebrate in this congregation 40 years of ministry as a local church in congregational language. If you're a Presbyterian, you might know it as a session. Or if you're a Methodist, you might know it as a society. We celebrate 40 years of God's faithfulness to the ministry of this church as a local congregation, as a session, as a society. We need to say, we need to affirm, we need to put it out there that many, many, many folk have been helped in the ministry of this congregation. Many people have found a relationship with the resurrected Jesus of Nazareth. Many have gone through teaching and training programs, like the cycle that we offer every Tuesday night. Cycle program to teach people about the faith, about the scripture, and how to deepen my faith in our Many people have been trained in this congregation in evangelism programs like E3 and Walk Across the Room. We have impacted many lives as a congregation. We have developed and built up people who today serve God in worship teams, in mission ministries, in the church throughout South Africa and in the world. We have impacted many lives for Christ. And God has used the ministry of this church to touch and to transform people's lives. This morning when we began our time of worship, we started our prayer service with these words from 1 Peter chapter 5. Peter says, Humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time He will lift you up in honor. And then he says, Give all your worries, give all your cares to God, because God cares about you. God cares about you. This is our faith. God cares about you. And because God cares about you, you can hand over 
you can give up all of your worries and cares to God. But that's you. And so whatever concerns, struggles, difficulties, temptations you face in your life, hand these over to God. Give all your worries and cares to Him. Because God cares about you. There's so many people who don't believe this. This one simple truth. So Peter explains it and asserts it in a straightforward way. Child of God, God cares about you. The second verse of scripture that I want to highlight this morning is again found in 1 Peter chapter 5, and it's verse 9. And this is what it says. It says, Stand firm and be strong in your faith. Stand firm and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering that you are. People in the church, people in the family of God, are going through the same kinds of suffering that you are. One of the hardest feelings in the world is to deal with feelings of being all alone. You know, often people who are suffering through anxiety or depression, people who are in hospital, especially over the long term, people who suffer through pain, very often have this common experience of thinking that they're all alone, that no one knows what I'm going through, no one knows how lonely I am in my time of suffering and And we have this tendency to think that what we are experiencing right now this point in life sets us apart from other people. No one knows, no one understands what I'm going through. In our text today, the Apostle Peter reminds the church that even in their time of suffering, even in their time of persecution, that they are not alone. The family of the church all over the world is going through the same kinds of suffering. You're not alone because God cares about you. This week, friends, saw nine people, including a minister of the church, shot to death inside the church sanctuary, inside a place of worship. Whatever suffering you are experiencing, you are not alone. You experience suffering along with the whole people, the whole family of God. So your time of need, you're not alone, but know that God cares for you and that God is with you. And that is the family of God, you are supported, you are lifted up by the prayers of the whole people of God. Times of bereavement when you feel alone, times of, of anxiety, times of space, times of moving from one place to another, you're not alone, you are being lifted up by the whole people of God who experience your suffering in common with you. The third verse that I just want to lift out today from 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10 says, In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered for just a little while, he will restore, he will support, he will strengthen you and he will place you on a firm foundation. God will restore, God will support, 
strengthen you and he will place you on a firm foundation. These things that Peter writes about are four separate actions that God does in caring for you, in nurturing you, in looking after you. The first thing that God does is to restore you. And so, whether you have sinned, whether you've been tempted, whether you are the victim of someone else's sin, God will restore you by faith in His Son Jesus. The second action of God in your healing is that God will support you, Peter says. And so, when you are far away, when you are far from God, when you are feeling down and out, when you are feeling lonely, God will support you. In the third place, Peter says that God will strengthen you. When you are weak, when you are tempted, when you are feeling afraid, when you are feeling, I am not strong enough to do this, I don't know enough, I'm not skilled enough. When you are feeling tired, God will strengthen you. He offers us these four actions of God to heal us, to restore us, to support us, to strengthen us. And finally, Peter says, God will place your feet on a firm foundation. So that when everything seems just like it's falling apart, and you have no means of sustaining yourself, God will rescue you. God will set your feet. God will set your soul on a firm foundation. And I think that these four things encapsulate what the healing ministry of the church is. It is God using His family of the church to restore, to sustain, to strengthen, and to place your feet and your soul on a firm foundation. Now, it is true that sometimes people say, I can understand that God heals my body. When I'm sick, Jesus heals me. And we read in the Gospels how Jesus healed many people in his ministry. In fact, John says that God healed, Jesus healed so many people that it would fill all the books in the world if we were to write about all of these things. So I can accept that God heals my body. But surely, psychology is just human wisdom. People of God, the reality is that conventional medicine is also human. When a doctor examines you, that doctor is using the developed experience of centuries of medical knowledge in order to examine you and to treat you. When a doctor prescribes medicine for you, these are things that have been developed in a lab over years in order to treat your symptoms of illness and disease. So sometimes people have bad experiences with a medical doctor, but surely it would be foolish to write off all doctors and all medicines because of one bad experience. Doctors are human after all. And so when a doctor heals you, perhaps we need to say and affirm out loudly but in reality, this is God using a doctor. This is God using medicine to heal me. So when a doctor fixes your broken arm, when a doctor heals your diseased body, that in reality is God using that doctor, using the wisdom of medicine to heal you. 
And so in the same way, the medical discipline of psychology provides treatment, provides remedy, provides healing. And is this not also God's work in your mind, using the discipline of psychology to heal you? Scripture says that God will restore, God will support, God will strengthen you, and God will place you on a firm foundation. It's not just wishful thinking. It is God's promise to you because God cares for you. So do not be afraid of psychology. Do not be afraid of clinical interventions, of health sciences. When you sick, go to the doctor. Use the medicine that the doctor prescribes. <coughs> when you are feeling anxious, when you are feeling that you need somebody to talk to, to offload to you, to listen to you, come and make an appointment in our counseling center so that you will find the healing of God in your mind, in your body, and in your soul. So as we start a ministry program that seeks to offer loving care for you and for the members of the wider community here in Hamburg, as we seek to provide a biblical ministry of listening, of discernment, of support, of strengthening, in order to put you on a firm foundation, we need to say, this is the work of God. God is our healer. And the healing of our bodies is just as important as the healing of our minds and our souls. And so this ministry is an invitation to you, to trust God, to heal your body, to heal your mind, and to heal your soul. May God bless you and restore you, and support you and strengthen you, and may God place you on a firm foundation of his life and his grace. Please refer to the bulletin and you'll find the names and telephone numbers of Wendy and Tanya who will be willing to take a call and to meet you in your time of need. And so just as the worship team cannot be taking places and prepared to lead us in the singing of the song, may we be a shining light to the nation. Let's just stand as we bring our lives into the hands of God. Thank you.